0: The views expressed on this podcast may not represent those of March of Dimes or its staff. Information presented on this podcast is not medical advice and should not be construed as such. When in doubt, seek competent medical advice. Now, on with the show. And welcome to ModCast, a new research podcast from the March of Dimes. ModCast is a podcast on the most impactful maternal and neonatal health research conducted today. I'm your host, Alessia Plohi. Today is a very special day for us here at March of Dimes and at ModCast because... It's our very first show, our very first podcast, our launch episode. So what is this show all about? Who will our guests be? And why are we launching a podcast in the first place? To answer all of these questions and many more, we've got our very first guest here. And he is none other than March of Dimes Chief Scientific Officer, Dr. Emery Selly. Dr. Selly joins us today to discuss the motivations behind the podcast, but also the greater research vision here at March of Dimes, what we're trying to solve, and how we're going to do it. We'll also touch on some new developments in the research department here, and talk about our belief in open, collaborative science, and our favorite type of research, real, actionable research that makes a difference for mothers and babies in this lifetime. Let's get started. In addition to being the March of Dimes Chief Scientific Officer, Dr. Selly is also a professor of obstetrics, gynecology, and reproductive sciences at Yale School of Medicine, the medical director of Yale Reproductive Endocrinology and Infertility, and one of the leading reproductive scientists in the world. Dr. Selly, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Well,
1: thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be part of this first podcast.
0: Yes, and my first question is about the podcast. You certainly are no stranger to the podcast. You have been a vital part of planning it for months. This was something that was very important to you um, to establish at the organization, and I wanted to ask you why. Why was it important that March of Dimes have a research podcast?
1: Well, I think a podcast is a very effective and contemporary way of communication, especially in United States. And within the context of March of Times, we believe that communication uh, is extremely important because we want to uh, communicate what we think are the uh, key questions uh, pertaining to science that affects mothers and babies. We want to communicate to our stakeholders the discoveries that have been made using their uh, donations and their help. And we also want to find uh, additional individuals who might be interested in partnering with us and, and either collaborating with us in as thought leaders or as donors or both.
0: What about you? Can you tell us a little bit about who you are, Dr. Selly? What is your background? Um, you know, there might be some folks that are listening that, that may have heard of you, but others may not have, and, and they might be thinking, oh, I think March of Dimes has a new chief scientific officer. Who is this guy? Can you tell us a little bit about, about who yes. you are? You're from Istanbul, isn't that right?
1: Yes, uh, I don't know if I have an interesting story, but I, I was born in Istanbul and, and did my and completed my medical school in Istanbul. Uh, after that, m- uh, most of my career was related to Yale School of Medicine where I did research and afterwards I did a residency in obstetrics and gynecology and then a fellowship in infertility and reproductive sciences. I, I am what most people call a physician scientist because I combine uh, medical practice with scientific research. Uh, throughout my career, I did research in the first 10 years was mostly what people would call basic science research, where I had the privilege of working with brilliant mentors such as uh, John Stites uh, in understanding the molecular biology of uh, early human development. And then uh, more recently, I have uh, worked in collaboration with a number of scientists around the world, trying to better understand mechanisms that Cause uh, implantation failure, infertility, uh, pregnancy loss, and within those contexts, I also ended up helping groups develop uh, tests and and potential treatment strategies uh, with uh, clinical applications uh, in in affected individuals. This, So also within the past few years, I I ended up advising a lot of scientists, both in academia and in uh, uh, for-profit companies and acted as chief scientific officer. So, uh, And this is probably all of these things as a combination is what brought me to March of Times as March of Times was uh, planning on having a more actionable research agenda, more practical research agenda, with measurable attainable goals. And I think uh, they thought that I was in the right uh, place in my career to, uh, to be part of uh, the group that will attempt those um, aims. Uh, so overall right now, I'm still a physician scientist. I still do see patients and I do my own research as well as uh, helping scientists funded by March of Times and others in designing, conducting uh, research, and also uh, one of my key functions is to forge collaborations between March of Time scientists and and the other scientists around the world.
0: And when, when people think about research, they think about something relating to science that solves a problem. What is the problem that you are trying to solve at March of Dimes and the scientists that work alongside you are trying to solve. I think that a lot of people are aware of the uh, maternal mortality and morbidity crisis in this country, but I wanted to hand it over to you to to talk about exactly what is going on right now for mothers and babies.
1: Well, without getting into the percentages and specific numbers, I think we can... Uh, we can review some of the undisputable facts that surround this question, which is a very, very important question, probably one of the most important uh, questions regarding uh, healthcare in the United States and, and and the social aspects of healthcare. First and foremost, um, despite of being uh, probably the country with the highest investment in healthcare per capita, the United States has a higher prevalence of complications and deaths related to pregnancy, um, both in mothers and babies. And these rates uh, are significantly higher uh, than other countries with similar social and economic uh, means, such as uh, Western European countries, where the rates of uh, preterm birth, preeclampsia, maternal and infant death are significantly lower compared to United States. The second uh, key issue that we are trying to address is the inequities, healthcare inequities within the United States when we compare uh, underrepresented minorities to others. We see that um, African-Americans and Native Americans have a significantly higher rate of complications and maternal death compared to Caucasian women. And this is yet another issue that needs to be addressed, researched, and hopefully solved. So those are the two key crisis elements that uh, are really important for us and that motivate us. And most of our uh, overall mission agenda and research agenda is uh, is, is around those two problems.
0: And how important is research in general to the March of Dimes? Folks may not... Some people may not know what March of Dimes does, but I think most people have heard of the organization, may know that it was founded by by FDR and and was related to polio in in uh the early the early years in 1938 when it was founded. But can you talk a little bit about how vital this component of research is to the organization and how it's um stayed that way throughout the long history of of March of Dimes?
1: Well, well, risking to sound tacky, I, I will say that research is in the DNA of March of Times, I guess, because uh, 85 years ago when March of Times was founded, uh, it was founded around the issue of polio trying to help you know help develop a vaccine and then uh, promote the wide uh, implementation of the vaccine in the country. Uh, March of Times played a key role in, in the uh, elimination of polio as a healthcare issue in the United States. and potentially around the world, and then after that, March of Times identified uh, the healthcare um, challenges of mothers and babies as as its primary focus. Uh, Within that context, March of Times um, allocates a a large amount of its resources into uh, its scientific pursuits primarily uh, through uh, grants uh, to early career, mid-career, late career career scientists, as well as large centers for research uh, that are designed and organized in order to identify treatment strategies or novel tests um, for the elimination of preventable maternal and um, neonatal morbidity and mortality.
0: So let's talk about the research that is happening right now at March of Dimes. What topics are March of Dimes scientists doing research on, and what kind of research is happening? I believe the word is translational research. What is translational research, and um, and what kind of uh, impact can it have?
1: So um, I'll I'll start with the last question first Uh, translational research is is at the heart of march of time's research operation we are focusing our efforts in a scientific approach that is likely to generate um, actionable findings Uh, what we're trying to do basically is to respect basic science research where people work primarily on mechanisms and and move from that to using those mechanisms to find uh, better ways to identify patients at risk for complications or death, and then develop targeted treatments for individuals um, that are likely to be affected by those issues. And translational research uses uh, real-life scenarios, real-life samples, and, and asks questions that, um, are basically when answered could lead to a clinical intervention. That is, uh, that is successful or beneficial to the patient. Uh, when we describe what, what kind of research will be funding through March of times, we try to explain to the patients that there are patients and donors and scientists that there are many, many scientific approaches that are all very, very valuable. Uh, but when you have limited resources, which is the case in, in most cases in life, you have to identify what is your priority as an organization. And in our situation uh, and directed by our mission groups as well as our donors, what we will be focusing on uh, is are the projects that when successful will lead to a benefit to the patient. Now I want to clarify something that we also, clarify to all applicants, all scientists that um, a, you know, reach out to us, uh, communicate to us their desire to do research with us. Uh, we know that uh, many, many uh, very interesting scientific projects will, at the end, fail. That is at the core of scientific inquiry, and we expect eight or nine out of ten projects that, when completed, um, not reveal information that would be useful. And we accept that and we're very happy with that. But our primary um, policy is that when successful, a po- a project should then be um, leading to an improved outcome for our uh, patients and all those involved. So. Uh, again, when there are other projects that may be just primarily mechanism-based, like you may want to investigate how a specific molecule interacts with another specific molecule, and this, will, this project may have a lot of um, interesting value in it. However, uh, it would not lead to a immediate um, discovery that will be beneficial uh, in multiple respects. Therefore, that kind of study is right now outside of our um, research portfolio. As far as specific research uh, avenues that we're pursuing, obviously there are many, but if I had to choose a few, maybe three of them, I would like to highlight um, the interest in microbiome, which is the um, content of microbes within uh, the uh, female reproductive tract that may be predictive of Preterm labor and birth and complications in babies. Uh, this is a um, path that we're pursuing both through our uh, premature research center in um, Imperial College London as well as uh, in in our California uh, premature research centers. Uh, there is a second uh, research focus uh, on omics, and omics is more about uh, big data analysis, global data analysis, collecting uh, samples from thousands of patients and analyzing different types of molecules, such as uh, RNAs, DNA, mutations, uh, metabolites, and, 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 and other components, immune cell profiles, and then using this large, large sets of data to identify Uh, identify profiles or models that would be predictive in guiding treatment. So that is a a research avenue that's really pursued in uh, our Prematurity Research Center at Stanford University in California. Uh, A third uh, approach will be um, probably machine learning uh, and artificial intelligence using the uh, large clinical data sets that are available. Uh, So in this specific situation, you would, let's say, look at data from 100,000 patients who were pregnant and then either had a healthy term birth or had complications. And then you compare uh, their medical records using really complex algorithms and try to find uh, specific uh, types of uh, data or type of interventions or laboratory result that may be predictive of a complications. Uh, for example, you could look at look at 20,000 women who had preterm birth and compare to 100,000 women who had a term birth, and then you may identify that the uh, women who had preterm birth are much more likely to have used a certain medication. Uh, it could be, you know, a medication that has not yet been associated with preterm birth. But through this kind of analysis, you can identify it, then you can analyze it prospectively, and then develop certain parameters on how to advise women who are pregnant about what to use and what not to use, and maybe use those learnings to develop additional treatment strategies. So those are just basically three of the more uh, common uh, problems, more, more exciting Uh, studies that we're doing out there are so many uh, and I think your podcast and uh, future blogs that are available at our website will be um, summarizing those studies and their discoveries to uh, our stakeholders
0: yes and the the entirety of this podcast or very close to the entirety of this podcast is based on interviews with our scientists and, and discussions with our researchers about exactly what they're doing in the laboratories and exactly how uh, they are making really fundamental, impactful breakthroughs for mothers and babies. But it is not just our scientists that we'll be interviewing. We're also gonna be interviewing folks from outside the organization that are doing consequential work or may have uh, important things to say. And I wanted to ask you why that's important to you. Uh, this, this belief in um, sharing data, open science, open discussions about research, um, making progress together, doing things collaboratively instead of um, in our own corner, for our own needs and desires?
1: Well, a March of Times has a really big and well-organized research operation. Uh, Within the context of that organization, we support um, in-training scientists, the the people who want to pursue science uh, related to the health of uh, pregnant women and their babies or pre-pregnancy. We also support early career uh, scientists uh, through Basil O'Connor research grants. This has been a um, research mechanism or grant mechanism that's been around for a long, long time and helped uh, uh, train or help initiate the careers of many successful scientists, including many of a a few who have then gone on to receive the Nobel Prize. We give discovery grants for mid-career people and then we have a career awards for senior scientists. In addition to that, we support uh, five prematurity research centers with very large grants, where there are a number of uh, scientists focusing on around the similar themes, so uh, working collaboratively. But still, still, with all the support system that we put into this project, Uh, we have limited number of scientists and a limited number of money and we believe uh, that we can um, accomplish more uh, if we were able to collaborate with outside scientists, with scientists that are not part of March of Times but within the United States or other scientists that are outside of the United States and who may have different data sets or who may be using different uh, approaches. Uh, that is why, um, our, uh, using this podcast, but many other means, including um, databases that are open to public, uh, competitions, etc. We really want to grow our net, uh, a network of scientists, uh, because our aim is to basically uh, achieve a specific goal, which is finding a treatment or and or a test for our diseases of interest in a foreseeable future. And we really are not re- focused on who owns the in- intellectual property, who, who benefits financially. All we need is to use our resources and make them available to the scientific community so that we can reach these goals as soon as possible. So that is why uh, collaborative research is at the heart of our vision. And we will do everything we can to increase of increase the people uh, who are engaged with us and and we will measure uh, this as a parameter of our success and already we're seeing a significant increase in the applicants for our grants in in the people who want to share data with us or do collaborative research with us but i expect that through our very very competent research uh, team at march of times uh, these numbers will grow immensely in the next uh, year or so and i hope that this podcast will also be a catalyst in that respect
0: uh, i i doubt that i'm the only one that caught on to what you just said which is um, that you want to grow our network not our net worth so <laughs> I thought that was really clever and absolutely true and one thing that you always say is if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together
1: yes definitely that's a uh, that's something I really believe in um I uh and uh, I, I was it's tested and true and um and also as far as uh, collaborative research I want to add that um, throughout my career I I had the privilege of working with a number of brilliant scientists Uh, these were people who've been awarded uh, who've been recognized through uh, numerous very prestigious awards uh, and they've been funded immensely by National Institute of Health and other places they had um, hundreds of papers in high-impact journals. But still, uh, I think uh, individually they had a limited impact. And I also observed that really, really, really big questions like preterm birth, that's been around for a long time and, and it's difficult to solve. Uh, individual um, scientists may fail uh, to, to address it um, as a you know alone and I think the solution will come to um, from a more collaborative approach so we are here to facilitate that we really promote it amongst our researchers and and we are very open to people from outside of March of Times uh, we don't mind sharing our data or our resources with them
0: and more data will come from two new Projects that we've launched in in the last couple of months. One is the March of Dimes Research Center for advancing maternal health equity, and another is a new research focus on recurrent pregnancy loss uh, in the context of environmental factors. At two of our PRCs, can you talk a little bit about each of those?
1: Yes, definitely. Uh, we're very excited about them, and uh, and <laughs> excited and proud, I might say. The first one is. Uh, is a project that we worked on for almost a year about how to do it best and how to promote it and how to find funding for it and who should lead it and how it should be organized this is the March of times research center for advancing maternal health equity finally uh, it it's been it's been started at university of Pennsylvania as the uh, as the inaugural center for for this research under the um, under the leadership of uh, Professor Elizabeth Howell, who is also the chair of the Department of Obstetric Gynecology and a long-term researcher and advocate uh, on on the uh, topic of maternal uh, healthcare inequities. Uh, And she will lead a group of scientists as well as um, uh, policymakers. And then we hope to really um, addressed again um, questions, scientific questions with the aim of generating actionable uh, items uh, to pursue. Uh, we have every intention to um, include additional centers, um, especially um, historically black colleges and universities, um, both in the scientific advisory board, but also within the uh, research portfolio. Uh, so this has on this has just started, and uh, hopefully we'll get the initial re- results within um, six months to a year. The second um, uh, project is even uh, more uh, recent. Uh, it is um, it has been initiated through a generous donation by one of our stakeholders and 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 a family that's been personally affected by recurrent pregnancy loss, and they wanted to contribute to uh, to opening or starting a center with a focus uh, on researching this topic. But they're also hoping that other families, other donors will will come and join us and, and we will grow this uh, area of research and, and then hopefully we will even impact policy regarding environmental factors and how they may uh, contribute to pregnancy losses and how we may change policy if possible to um, to decrease the occurrence of pregnancy losses. So this um, project is uh, b- is going to be initiated at University of California San Francisco under um, two scientists, uh, Dr. Marina Sirota and Dr. Alexander Rykovich, and in Imperial College of London, under the leadership of uh, Professor David McIntyre and Professor Phil Bennett. Um, So we're very excited about these two new research developments. Uh, I think uh, it will energize our base, it will energize our donors and scientists, and I I think we'll be able to channel some some of our learnings in different fields and some, some of our methodologies that we developed in different fields into these new areas. And again, we're very, very excited. Uh, Hopefully, it will lead to additional exciting publications and discoveries.
0: Well, uh, Dr. Selle, I know you from another life, and I know you to be a very passionate guy. But I will say that you sound even more passionate today when you talk about this work at the March of Dimes. So I wanted to ask you about your decision to come here why march of dimes what interested you in this organization you both you and i uh, mentioned that you are a fertility doctor so clearly there's a lot of overlap between fertility and pregnancy and preterm birth and and uh the help the health of mothers and babies but why did you come here? Why did you choose to take this on? Was it the fact that there's still so many unanswered questions in this field? Did you want to challenge? What What was it about March of Dimes that really that really appealed to you?
1: Well, uh, it's definitely a good question. I I think there there are th- probably three components to it. The first one, as you mentioned, is the challenge. Uh, there's been a lot of investment in the research of preterm birth. Uh, and prematurity and preeclampsia, maternal and infant death. And we are not where we hoped we would be. And the progress has been less than desired, less than anticipated. And it is not because, you know, people are not good. It's just it's a very difficult question. It's a very difficult puzzle to solve. And that is a really exciting challenge in itself and this second and more important aspect of uh, my decision to pursue this uh, opportunity is because we live at a time when it is not so easy to find a consensus about what matters and what is important and what is right Uh, however this specific topic uh, keeping um, pregnant women healthy uh, the fact that women and babies of all color should have Equal opportunity uh, for being healthy and staying alive, and and having a healthy beginning. Uh, I think this is it is a concept that we can all agree upon. Uh, I think it's very unlikely that uh, someone will say no, no, I don't believe in that. And and it is not easy to find a subject where uh, these days where everybody agrees upon. So uh, it is a. I wanted to. I, I'm happy to be uh leading an effort in the direction where there's a lot of support from all kinds of people uh, and from people with a lot of means people with limited means or people with different political views um, gender etc so everybody seems to be agreeing that this is a worthy uh, cause and then finally uh, i think uh, while there, the advances in this field has not been as much as we, ha- we had hoped, we are right now at a point where a lot of good things are converging. It is almost like a good storm uh, approaching. We have data accumulating, technologies developing, artificial intelligence and machine learning being efficiently used. And I think we are really poised to make uh, a usable uh, reliable and life-changing discovery or discoveries so again it's a challenge it's a good cause and we're we are we're really hopeful we can get there soon and that's why i'm here
0: well i'm glad you are and thank you for joining us on this inaugural podcast i hope that uh It's been as much of a pleasure to listen to as it was to record. Dr. Selly. thank you, um, as always, for everything you do and for coming on the show. I know we'll have you on again to talk about other developments at the organization and, and big research victories. So thank you again for your time.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for joining us today on Modcast. We want to thank our guest, Dr. Emery Selly, Chief Scientific Officer of March of Dimes. And we want to thank you for your support, attention, and interest in learning more about research at March of Dimes. March of Dimes is a 501c3 charitable organization founded in 1938. Its mission is to end preventable preterm birth and improve the lives of all moms and babies so that everyone has a strong and healthy start. Research is one component of our work and the focus of Modcast. If you'd like to learn more about the other areas we work in and take the next step and get involved, find us at marchofdimes.org on your social media venue of choice, or like, follow, and subscribe to this podcast. We can't do this without your support. Consider getting involved with your local March of Dimes group, joining us at a March for Babies event, or donating to the cause. I'm Alessia Plohi. See you next time.